Holy burr. And good evening. Alright, I forgot to hit the publish button again yesterday, so... <clears throat> I just now posted... Yesterday's... I've got to stop coughing, like, right in the first couple of moments. Uh, but I posted yesterday's just a minute ago. Uh, it's just more... Just some thoughts on the current situation. Uh, it's a... It's a... Almost 20 minutes, and... It... It takes a ride, so... But please give it a listen. And... That threw me for a loop. <laughs> so, I hate when I do that. I'm trying to publish every day. So, I'm recording every day. But that publish button... Because it takes a while to load. And I'm just getting back to the apartment. Anyway. No excuses. So... President Trump has gotten reined in a little bit. He put a public address out there, you know, kind of uh, taking a stand, you know, delivering a very measured speech, but, you know, committing to the peaceful transition of power, you know, having the National Guard and everything there, like, you know, making it clear violence won't be tolerated. So, I don't know. As far as things go, it's just insane that it ever got to this point. But, you know, hopefully the people who are all wound up kind of just, you know, practice what they preach a little bit. And, listen, dispute it in a, you know, in a reasonable way. One that allows... You know, with the American experiment to continue. Like, democracy to continue. You know? Like, it's not... It's not unreasonable to call government a house of cards. Like, it's obviously not as... Sturdy as it gives off this presentation of being. It's the, You know, it doesn't even have a reputation for being infallible or just. You know? It's, uh... It's degrading the standard by which, you know, the government has an influence on the country, you know? Americans have always been proud of the country, you know? Maybe not its history, maybe not its flaws, but there's a lot to be said that's great about the country, and anybody has a right to some national pride. You know, there's nothing wrong with saying you're proud to be an American. And there's nothing wrong with being a patriot, you know, and things to your own country. Doesn't mean you have to tolerate the bad stuff. But the peaceful transition of power, the just absolute commitment against social unrest you know the government of the people for the people and by the people is supposed to bend before it breaks if there's something happening that deserves protest whether or not it's the recurrence of uh, violence by the police against minorities or if it's an apparent uh, hijacking of the fair election, 
you know that's the propaganda on that side like that's what the most extreme people believe is that this just blanket cliche don't trust anything that has government attached to it in any way has spiraled into this like just permission to believe the opposite of anything that's presented as true you know if the government says it was a valid election it has to be false you know they've lied about everything else and all this stuff you know that's on government you know government is never going to see stability unless it combines you know the the respect of authority based on principles not enforcement and a willing to be flexible to the will of the people you know like segregation was a thing and the people put pressure on the government to change like that's what's <laughs> that's what changes the government that's what motivates it protest and being vocal and being involved this is what moves the needle these are good things but it never has permission to turn violent and government is here's another place that they've got some reputation repair to do is that a lot of times they're the ones who escalate it you know we don't have honest conversations about riots and protest you know, it immediately becomes too divisive to conversate about. And that's not sustainable. It's not okay. You know, the government is supposed to be and needs to be, again, a reactive government. It needs to compromise and affect change and demonstrate leadership and, and you know, enforce the principles that we collectively agree on and fight for to a range of things. You know, it needs to listen and change. And ideally, it would even, it wouldn't need to be this disconnect where there needs to be a population crying out for help to get its share of the attention of the government. That is not how it's supposed to be. You know, that's why I like you know, a lot of the new breed of politicians, you know, just politics is the last bastion and the worst place to have just legacy, you know, someone who was making laws 60 years ago, like needs to have a demonstrated pattern of continuous learning and continuous progress for it to even make sense for them to still have a, you know, power like that. You know, justice changes. You know, like if a judge is 80 years old, they're still enforcing a culture beyond the law. Like no judge is infallible to this. They are who they are and there's going to be a lens through which they deliver justice that is going to have bias. It's going to have just these things that are unavoidable. Anyway, I know I'm all over the place, but the 
point I'm trying to make is that it is super important for this inauguration and stuff and this to happen. You know, there we you can't change the rules of the game right now. That's not how it's done. You know, that's what the new breed is for. You know, these young people who have a perspective of the modern world need to get in there. And the great thing that's happening with this is that instead of the old-fashioned way where you'd have to, like, so, like someone in their 40s or 50s gets a position and then it doesn't open up till they die, like, these politicians are immediately inspiring the younger generation. Like, I'm sorry, but Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham and Ted Cruz and all them, they do not inspire the youth. Like, any other supporters are, like, it's questionable how much their ethics are being representative. Their, their intent is being represented. So, damn it, I lost my train of thought again. Uh, anyway, the... And it was peaceful transition of power. God damn it. Anyway. It's important, people. So, let's see. I'm going to tangent into something else before I just babble forever. But, on a positive note. Things are getting better. You know, things are calming down. And they keep having these flashpoints. Like, once they move past, a lot of really, really cool things are happening, you know technology is still being developed at breakneck speed even with all the political turmoil you know uh, conflict and war you know don't seem to strain the same resources that modern technology does you know uses like they're not in conflict with one another like I just read this thing about uh in order to make explosives, the U.S. government was, during World War II, was asking people for their bacon fat, you know, so they could fight club bombs out of this stuff. And, uh, you know, that's, that's an interesting perspective, you know, because one thing that happened during World War II is people were using metal for things, and metal was needed for the war. People needed gas for their cars, but all the shit for the war needed gas, too. And there was limited supplies of this stuff. You know, it's what gave us our modern world. Is that these tech, like the Industrial Revolution, created technology that was still largely mechanical. So was our war effort. Like now, the materials that fight war are not needing to be rationed. They're not in conflict with the development of technology. Technology is a lot of brain power, you know, being fed through a rapidly increasing capability to compute big programs, big numbers, big problems. You know, the quality of the results from these experiments is increasing rapidly. You know, voice recognition, all these things. Like, it's super fascinating how fast this stuff is still moving and 
you know, for one example, everybody being able to transition to work from home. Like, that happened in the most just, like, we slid into home on that one. Like, a few months earlier, or a few years earlier, and I know I've talked about this before, but that, like, the strain of the transition, it would have been slower, it would have been less capable, it would have had more impact, you know? So all the things that we're learning from this forced hand, you know, it's sort of like the things we learned from the war effort in World War II. Mountains of technology came out of that. It sparked the modern world. You know, it forced life or death situations on the greatest minds, you know, with a lot of modern tools, at least modern for the time. You know, now these things, like... The, how young the you know researchers are and how big the uh, data sets that they can work with are you know it's it's insane and the results are pretty phenomenal so it's really an exciting time to be alive and it's an exciting time to really I, I implore anybody who found themselves with an excess of free time because of you know whatever but just a lot of fascinating learning resources are out there. Like everything from like Coursera, Udemy, um, meditation apps, you know, Sam Harris and, you know, the waking up and all that. That's a fantastic one. And if you're in a pinch financially, you can email them, they hook it up for free. But, you know, you gotta, like, you gotta try to, jump in that river of technology it's it's uh it's really enjoyable and it's one place that i see a lot of hope you know and anywhere i can find hope anymore i'm very grateful for so anyway sorry for forgetting to publish yesterday hope everybody has a great night love y'all